You're listening to DraftKings Network. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You eating? <laughs> a little secret snack that we just discovered. Secret here. snack that I found in the corner, where the coffee stuff is. Mm, is corner an, snack. Yeah. Ah, cack. It is an everything flavored sesame stick. It looks like the little wontons you get at like Chinese restaurants. But it tastes like everything. What do you do with those little wontons? Oh, that you I get? destroy them. Like, do you put them in a soup? I put them uh, half in the soup. And then what I do is I put half of it in the fried rice. Get a little crunchy. Really? Yep. I gotta try that. I like Good. to dip. I like to dip it in a little duck sauce. Mm. No, you don't. What do you mean? You do? Yeah. Those You're little... so bad. Why? Oh, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. Do you like duck sauce? Like when I go honey chicken special fried rice, do you put honey in the special fried rice or do you do duck sauce on special fried rice? I only use duck sauce for the things that I just said, dipping those things in, and uh, an egg roll. Egg roll? Yeah, I dip the egg roll in there. Do you dip the first? This is always a dangerous game. Do you just bite the egg roll? And then Cause, dip? Because then once you dip, once it has a, a bite in it, it really soaks up the juices. Whereas yeah. you, if you dip that, like, the outer shell, it doesn't grab the sauce as much. I usually just bite into it mm. without the sauce, and then I'll start dipping once I've taken a bite of the egg roll. I like that. <laughs> Are those oranges still there? Have they been there since yeah. June? Maybe. I bypass the oranges to get the sesame sticks. Mm. There's also like little fruit snacks there too, but I wonder if those are good. Those last forever, right? Oh, there you go. I'm going right to have some right after. Mm. I think they're healthy. It is remarkable oh. how much we've picked through everything that was left over from freedom. Yeah. And it's just the last little bits and bobs. It's crap now. Right. That we're just, <laughs> we're, we're trying to get something out of it. Just yeah. to get some kind of snack. Roy, talk There's to us. What, uh, do you, what do you have there? Yeah, so there are five bags of different stuff. Uh, this is um, sesame honey cashews. Oh, wait got, a second. Put me, put one of them in a cup. That's good. Yeah. Cashews yeah. overrated? Yeah. Are you saying hunt the sesame? Just in general, cashews a little overrated. It's my uh, least, my least favorite nut. Wow. What's your favorite nut? Yeah. Peanuts. Hmm. Wow. Salted. Plain chain over here. <laughs> You like the triple peanut? Triple roasted? No, no. The one that, like the peanut that has three in it by accident. Oh, well, we don't eat those, obviously, right? You guys keep those. I have an oddity to share about myself. You What's that, Chris? You've never had a peanut before? At a baseball game, I like oh. to eat the shells of peanuts. <laughs> what? Billy, you know what that means. Welcome to the mystery crate. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I really like how salty the flavor is. How does that, of a uh, peanut not to get too graphic Digest, here, yeah. but how does that walk through you? Like, are you shitting? I don't shells? think it walks. I don't, I don't, it, it doesn't um, So you show digest up. it. So your yeah. body digests it. Yeah. I People mean, do the same thing with uh, you, sunflower seed shells. Wait. I, 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 I'll eat a sunflower seed shell as well. That I wait. really like that salty That's feeling. not as crazy. 
When I was little, uh, I would just crazy. when I was little, I would just <laughs> chuck a bunch of seeds in my mouth and chew them up and eat them. Like that I feel like is more common the the, the peanut shell thing. That's so do you like crack the shell, then eat the peanut and then eat the shell or do yes. you just question. bite yes, right into it? Thing. It's crack crack nut shell. That's the order. Fiber. Hmm. Do you ever like do you if you ever been to Roadhouse Grill where they throw the shells yes. on the floor? Do you ever see R. that R. and think, "Wow, what a waste?" Or like do you sometimes <laughs> go and you're like you know what? That one looks like it hasn't been stepped on. Let me just take a I little taste. I always found that to be extraordinarily messy. Why would why, like oh, yeah. how how could that be the appeal of a restaurant? Is there's peanut shells on the floor everywhere? Well, and incredibly inconsiderate of the workers who have to spend the night cleaning right. that up because well, they don't stay job, their day. Though. What day if that's the your next? job? You're the peanut guy, and then if you're not a throwing peanuts on the gig. floor, I know, but then you're taking away. I imagine that that could be like therapeutic sweeping that up because like oh, I Lord. bet you, I bet you it sweeps it up. Like I bet you. You can get a floor really clean because there's not a lot of stuff from the peanut shell that are gonna like. I'm, I'm imagining this to be similar to the guy who sweeps up at the barber shop. That, that that's the least satisfying gig in the world because yes, you do get the thing that absorbs the hair. However, the floor it just always has hair in it. You I will never get all of it. In I this situation, love, you gotta get the push room. You gotta get the yeah. Push I push love room. watching the haircut people sweep up. Yeah, hair. I like watching it, but it has to be an incredibly unsatisfactory job because there's still yeah. so much on the ground. I don't see that. I disagree. I see when they sweep that up, they, they get all the hair. I, no I way. No way. What, what color no is the floor? You what color is the floor? You walk around these. You don't walk around these floors of these haircuttery places and like see hair all over the floor. It's there though. I mean, yeah, trust me. It's there. oh, it's there. Wow. Drop a piece of gum. See how many hairs you have on it when you pick it up. <laughs> I will next time. Well, no, no, don't do it. that. Don't just start throwing gum on the floor. That's rude. But peanut shells, delicious. I can't believe that those snacks have lasted since June and it's almost October and there's Dude, still some there. There's there's so many of the gummies. There's like 30 or 40. It's funny to me what the pecking order was, though, oh. because the good stuff went straight away. And then it's like, well, there's birthday cake, rice, crispy treats. Yeah. And then, oh, there are? There, well, no, there, no, were. there were. There were. Oh. <laughs> and there then was Oreo rice, crispy treats. There was well. Oreo rice, crispy mm -hmm. treats. There was, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And then someone, I think it was you, Tony, got into the, the chewy bars. The chewy bars were next to go. Let's, let's be honest, though. The snacks started diminishing once, right, Roy, once Roy got back in the studio. Yeah, uh, really, um, like when the again, snacks really started. Uh, I think you know what I'm going to say here. Uh, so I'm not even going to say it. What were you going to say? I'll keep my name out your mouth. There you go. Oh. The Swedish fish were also the last to go in terms of I the, can the candy. The candy was first to go. Swedish fish. We can all agree. Useless candy. Not oh. terrible. It's I not terrible. Disagree. Absolutely it's terrible. Great What's candy? the point of Swedish fish? It tastes fish? the same. Two Americas. It's nice. Uh, I it enjoy it. the same. They don't taste like anything. What What do you well, mean they taste the same? All candy. What do you mean? Candy no, tastes because the same? I'm getting these I'm getting these Mott's gummies and some taste different. Swedish fish yeah. all taste the same because they're all the same flavor. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. They're all the same. That, that's like complaining that. if you get a Starburst with all red ones. Like, thank you. Well, I like red ones. Oh, you, well, you like the red ones? Red. Yeah. But my point guy. is, like, everyone likes the red yeah. one. Oh, God. Wait, you don't see your orange I hate the red Bottom ones. of the table for me. I red. Hate the, yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. I hate Starburst. You're going to put orange and yellow at the top. No. Orange is the worst. Pink is the worst. No. Pink. Well, pink is top. Pink is the best. Pink is top. It's the only one. Pink is the only one where they sell only pinks. If you, you know, go to a 7-Eleven, if you go to a 7-Eleven, there's the pack of Starburst, and next to it is the only pinks. Pink top of the table, orange second, mm. and really yellow and red, distant third and fourth. Oh I really, like, God. honestly, I wouldn't mind chucking them in the bin, to be Bollocks. honest. That's my man right there. Not good. Well there, said, Chris there Cody. Was a moment, there was a moment in time where I had discovered the Chewy's bars before everybody else, and there was like a good week. Yeah, Did you hide them? Chewy bars. And then, and then and like, hit them. and then were their three quarters gone? 
<laughs> and then when they're three quarters gone, you go, hey, there's some chewy bars. And then you open the box and they're almost all gone. Yeah. You'd eaten them already. Incredibly yeah. sleuth of you. It was, but that's part of detective detective work. Mm. There was also um trail mix that was really good. Remember the trail mix? Yeah. I feel like Roy and I dominated the trail mix. Damn right we did. So these are all from Freedom. We have not got we have not updated our snack. Put it this way, this is, how, this is how old the snack and drink selection uh, stockpile was. So we were able to get during Freedom Coke Zero, right? Came in a black can. Yeah. It's been so long that Coke Zero got rebranded and has a new flavor out in a red can. And we still have the black cans. <laughs> mm. We can all agree, though, Coke Zero. I love Coke Zero. Really? No. I love no. I See, I was Zero. getting ready to make a point. Mm. Diet Coke and Coke Zero and any refrigerator are always the last things to go. And I we we over stockpile on Coke Zero and Diet Coke. If Diet you go Coke's to like if you go to like the Dolphins media room, the only thing that's left is Diet Coke. The yeah. only thing because the Gatorade is the first to go because mm. it's hot outside. Then regular sodas like Coke and Sprite are, then go. Then all the waters go. And last, there's always four stray bottles of yeah. Coke Zero left because it's not that popular of a soda. Oh, we over like correct. I love for Coke people Zero. who like Coke Zero or for people who don't drink regular soda. I find that Sierra Mist is often the last one around, yeah, and I don't understand it because I like Sierra Mist. Sucks the worst. Well, Sierra Sierra Mist is bad. It's not bad. Brand Sprite. It's not good. It tastes not like bad. Sprite, dude. If I no, put Sprite and Sierra Mist in front of you, you're not. Sierra Mist is tell. better than Sprite. No, Sprite has that crispness. Well, we are doing this next week on okay. Mystery. Yeah, yeah. blind taste test. Yeah. We should do it for all the sodas. We should do it for all this with Pepsi and Coke. Oh, but don't bring uh, Dr. Pepper, Pepper please, for the love of God, don't bring Dr. Well, Pepper. Nothing up tastes on like I Dr. love Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Pibb. Yeah. Taste. Yeah. I love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that, you're like, Coke. nothing tastes like I, it except Mr. Pibb. I have the confidence that I can nail all the orange sodas. I hate really? orange Really? Yeah, I think I, I can separate your Fantas from your... Uh, Sunkiss or Bust for me. But I, I'm 100% with you. Who loves orange soda? This crush. I like it. Let's get out of here with crush, please. Oh, I love Crush. No, Crush is That's awful. OG. No. OG Crush, the original. Whatever happened do to Mellow I Yellow? Do I do? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, wow, Witty. Yeah. <laughs> Witty's like, if no one's going to do it, I mean, geez. <laughs> it was actually around that time. That was actually good marketing because oh. that was around the time that I yep. really started to fall in love mm -hmm. with orange soda. I loved mm -hmm. orange soda as a kid. I still do, although it's unconscionably sugar-filled. Why hasn't an orange soda like hired Kel to be like a spokesman in 2020? Hmm. Like that is just well, a, be a good nostalgia play, a missed no, opportunity. A good a good, a good nostalgia some, play. Yeah, that should be a Super Bowl commercial. Like if a Super Bowl you know commercial what? this year had Sunkiss and it was him, don't maybe there's trademark stuff with like maybe he's not allowed to say that phrase. Maybe I don't know. Just like hmm. Nickelodeon or he whatever that own was. His own words. I don't know. I'm just say? saying. Like I feel like. If a company tried to get him to recreate that character, might might they uh -huh. have to go through some? I feel like orange soda is disrespected by the soda companies. They sell you Sprite, they sell you Coke, they sell you Pepsi. No one tries to sell me orange soda. Why aren't there other mm -hmm. colors of soda? Well, there like, are there's grape and grape, yellow. Grape soda is there yellow soda? Yellow. What would be Yellow's yellow like, soda? Uh, cherry. There's chili. What would be cherry. yellow soda? Like Mountain Dew. But all these things uh, have other names. Like where this orange. I mean, I guess orange soda does have Sunkissed. What is Sprite Mount, is lemon lime? What? How would That's you describe the fancy, flavor of Mountain Dew? <sighs> like, like, like a crisp morning. It's supposed to be citrus, right? Some lime yeah, in it. Like citrus. There lime? Shortly after the sun has risen. Mm. It's just the taste that's in the air. Mm. Five thousand feet above sea level. Wow. <laughs> You know what's really good? Mountain Dew 
Uh, Stop there. It's not good. No, no, no. The, no. One, from Taco, <laughs> the one from Taco Bell. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. Yeah. Baja that, Blast is good. That was very popular. I was never big into it. Like my brother and his friends. But Baja I'm kind of with Witty. Really good. You could have stopped at Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. All Mountain Dews are awful. Remember like, Code Red? Yeah, that code red back in the day. Code, uh, you know what? I I could I could occasionally go for a code red. It had to be a very specific. Game mood. changer. Yeah. Maybe maybe like at a movie. But the thing is, if you go for it in a movie, you get a fifty-five gallon drum of code yeah, red, yeah. and I don't want that. I just want a little sampler of code red. You gotta go like a flight frozen coke at a movie theater, right? That's I agree, hundred percent. An icy, yeah. You gotta go play. with the icy. Gotta go with an icy. Oh, or a bottle of water, or just a nice what? big thing. Those of are my two. Like I don't bottle I don't, of water. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like I, no. I, I'm either in the mood for the slushy, or I'm gonna go water. Like popcorn. I, I never, popcorn needs soda. Mm. Or or some kind of beverage to kind of wash it mm-hmm. down. If you're just doing yeah. water, it's you're you're yeah. you're leaving yourself too Plus dry. Plus, it's that bottle, so I'm like done with it before the movie even starts. Mm. Mm. Yeah, water. You know, in in Connecticut, one of the sad things that I used to do when I was there by myself movies by yourself, movies by myself. Right? I would dominate oh. the movies by myself. So love that. It's oh, it was great. <laughs> if you ever go to the movies by yourself, let me know. How do you I'll go do to the movies without dominating? Well, oh. some people, some people, they'll it's pay, they're they'll t- pay the, timid. exactly timid. Yeah. They'll pay $27 for a soda. Like, don't do that. You're sneaking all your shit in. I would sneak everything. in. Uh, so there was a, there was a McDonald's across the street that I would go load up on a couple of dollar menu. Yeah. Couple a couple chicks. dollar menu items, put them in my, in my jacket. <laughs> and then from there I'd walk in, have it all. And the problem is that the theater would reek of McDonald's. Cause once you take that thing out of the bag, like it's like a stink bomb. All of a sudden. Everybody's like, damn, who brought McDonald's? And it's me in the back mm. of the corner by myself. Mm-hmm. But what I would do, and Billy, you, you bring can... a couple extra McChicks in case someone bothers you? No. No. Nah, that's got to be for me. But there's what I would never, do is... There's no such thing as an extra McChicken. You know, exactly. No, but you don't, you. you don't have to pay off an usher maybe who's no, trying no, to enforce no, a movie no, policy? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, you know, I, I won't say anything if you won't say anything. No, no, no. So it was almost like walking into a stadium where you have to cross through that first usher to get your ticket. Mm. And then as long as you have enough layers on, they're not going to question you. But if you walk in with a T-shirt and then all of a sudden a bag sticking out of the back of your pants, like, huh, mm. this guy's up to something. But mm. you wear a couple layers, hide the McChickens in your pockets, give them a little French fry in your pocket, mm-hmm. you're good to go. So what I would yeah. do is they had those like super space age Coke machines that would have all the different flavors of Coke. Love those. God, those are the worst. What are you talking about? The modern machines where everyone tastes like it. It all comes out of of one shoot and you have orange, cherry flavored Coca-Cola. Burger King's the king of this. regular Coca-Cola, would you You gotta be smart and you push the button for like two seconds before it kind of It doesn't work, though. I do that. I always try to clear the system and never works. You run some water. You run some water. Maybe some seltzer water. But it's still, it's got it's got hints. It's got hints of lime and cherry and and orange and all that. I just want Coke. Can you I go get to, a Coke, please? You go to the Burger King drive-thru, you order a Coke, it always tastes, you're like, oh, this is it's clearly bad. one of those yeah. machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell it yeah. instantaneously. Yeah. So what mm. I would do is I bring, like, a huge bottle of water, right, empty, and then I just go and walk over with the bottle of water and just fill my own bottle of water. So I'd never buy water at the at the theater, I'd just bring my own. Hmm. How do you play? Dominating. Seems incredibly cheap. So you do ropes. How do you... <laughs> remember, Chris, I would go to the movies every week. How do you not That's have? An, how do you have enough real estate on your person to get all this stuff in? Is, uh, is, is it because it's cold outside and you get, you get some jackets? You got the layers. You put the the you know you you puffer jacket. Out the bottle. Puffer jacket. Mm-hmm. Puffer jacket. You flatten out the bottle first. Mm. Put it close to your hip, and then as you take it out, you undo it. <laughs> Water comes do, back up. How do you flatten out a full bottle of water? No, no, it's empty. Oh, it's empty. It's then. empty. That's that's the where trick. do you fill it? Is there is there At water? The water machine. Like oh, I go no. to the Coke oh. thing and I push water and I just sit there and fill the water. 
Wow. Do you guys do that at fast food restaurants? Are you guys like ballsy enough to like just take a like ask for a water cup and then just straight up walk uh, up and I hate that move. every time? I hate that. I did move. it. I did it. I, I went to Lime recently, got a water cup, Chipotle, filled it with yeah. filled it with filled it with Sprite. You do it on the way. Oh, you do the clear, you go to jail. clear, clear yeah. way out. Yeah. Way out. I always do it on the way out. I'll go water when I'm in there, and then on the way out, a little quick little theft. Oh, you bunch of dude. We're paying petty theft. I paid seventeen seventy five for this burrito and chips and guac. Okay, I don't give a shit about your little criminals. Eighteen cents. I'm literally. Taking a no. thimble of Coke for the road. I feel right? like I feel oh, like the right. fountain the, the, the fountain soda machine has to be a money maker once you've gotten past an initial usage. Yeah. Mm. Because I imagine the machine is expensive, but mm. I feel like on a per soda basis, they're making wow. a shed load like of money. Five cents or something like yeah. that, that costs them. Yeah, we should. We should tell them because they're redoing the studios that we want a fountain soda machine. Old fashioned Ooh. one. See if they get it. An old fashioned yeah. one. Not, not, not the modern one. Crap. Not the modern one. I don't want. Who do we email? I don't want cherry flavored ginger ale. You cherry. Want a fountain? Yeah. Oh, Can we man. expense it, Billy? Hildy's down the hall. Should I go grab her? Yeah, grab her. Yeah, grab tell her. her. Let her know we want All right, here we go. We can also call Gary, too, if she says no. Climb up the ladder. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think we were going to go get Hildy for real. But no, hey, we're getting we her. She's there and she'll come on the mic and then we'll tell her, hey, we want fountain soda. Guys, I have a question about Mountain Dew while we have a quick break. Okay, was, that, did, uh, did, was there any bigger loser than Mountain Dew to like Monster in terms of, I feel like Mountain Dew used to own like extreme sports. Yeah. And then Monster came along and, and just it. everything was like Monster yeah. and energy drinks and stuff like that where Mountain Dew used to own that terrain. Yes. And now Bang owns a, like, Bang took over Monster, but in a I different can't, way. I cannot <laughs> understand how that company exists and makes money. <laughs> I don't understand it. All right, Hildy's here. Set it up for her, Billy. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Oh, hey, Hildy. How are you? Hi. So we, uh, we were talking, me and the guys, uh, and we were thinking, because we know that there's going to be, like, a redoing of the studio um, and you guys ask, like, hey, what, what might you need or want or whatever? Mm. Um, and by the way, everything's coming along great so far. But we were thinking, what if we got like an old school, like fountain soda machine, like from Burger King? Mm. And Not the new that, modern like, one. Not the one where you have to like spin the dial and pick your different flavors. That one's fine school. too. That Lime, one's fine lime too. flavored Dr. No, Pepper. Old school. Yeah. Just like seven nozzles. Just like push, like the, the thing that had the stick and you just mm -hmm. push it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like when you were a kid that you'd go to like Burger King or McDonald's and then you make like your own thing where you'd go and you'd get like orange soda, Coke, oh, syrup, whatever. And then you'd like mix it all into one, one of those. You think that's possible? I, I love it. You yeah. are, we're in. We're in. She loves it. She loves it. <laughs> I think yes. that's amazing. Yeah. I love cold stuff like yes. that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Me too. Looks I like we don't. Yeah. Then we could get a pile of sugar and just pour it inside. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, those, those, those things are high maintenance, right? You got to like at some point the syrup runs out and you got to replace them. Now we do do the show oh, from a bar. Oh, you want it working. You just didn't mm. want it for like a prop. You want <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, with ice. We're gonna need an ice and machine cups. too. We're gonna need yeah. ice. Oh, straws. We need. We were also thinking like. Like a froyo bar with like every week different mm -hmm. flavors, mm. if possible. Ooh, wow, interesting. I like that you guys are putting thought into this. Yep, no yeah. bad ideas. I'm no bad totally ideas, right. gonna look into that. All right. Okay, good. Water fountain, the uh, fountain drink. I think yes, it's a good yes. one. Yes. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, it's a good one. It's a not a water fountain though. No, soda, no. Fountain. soda. Sugar fountain. Sugar fountain. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah, sugar. Sugar. Fountain of sugar. Zero one. Just no. Get that Hildy, how do you Coke feel zero. about zero. when you go to a fast, sugar. not that like, you know, you go to a restaurant that has the, the drinks that serve yourself. Do you ever do the thing where it's like, I'll just have water, but then you go to that there and you get a little soda. Yeah. You, do that? you ever do that? Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does it. It's Chipotle, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's where I do it. Thank you, Hildy. You're welcome. Bye, Hildy. I think that went well, Billy. Yeah, I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get it. You know who loves Froyo? Who's that, Billy? Bethany Hamilton. And she's going to join us today. Well, I don't know if that's true. I probably shouldn't Solid say that, segue, she's, though. She's going to be our guest now on Mystery Crate. And I should have asked if she likes Froyo, but right, I yeah. didn't. Probably and Billy, who is know. she? Bethany Hamilton, she's a famous surfer. Oh. Inspiration. Hmm. Yeah. Now she's partnered with Degree. Nice. She's going to tell us about that. Right now? Well, she did the other day, if I'm going to be honest. And now we're oh, just okay. kind of yeah, Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I, was, come on the I was there for half of it, unfortunately. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. All right. The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. We're joined now by Bethany Hamilton, who everybody knows. She's with us on behalf of Degree Deodorant and their Breaking Limits program. Uh, I have a thousand things that I want to ask Bethany about, one of which I was just talking to Adam about off off air, which was Amazing Race Season 25. Uh, But that's not why you're here right now. But we'll get to that. So can you tell us real quick, what are you doing with Degree? Yeah, so Degree has a really cool campaign. Um, it's all about just getting people to move more. And I it's crazy because I didn't even realize this, but I think there's a statistic of about 41% of people have a fear of like getting out there and moving, fear of judgment in particular. And I just think of in my own life, like I could have been fearful of like, giving surfing a go with one arm and like putting myself out there. And instead I chose to just ignore the noise and go for it and give it a shot. And now it's what I revolve my life around um, as a mom now still competing, but you know, being pulled in a lot of different directions and I just keep on moving keep on surfing and doing what I love to do. How do you manage to do that, by the way? Because I watched your movie last night on Netflix and I saw how you went back to surfing only a couple months after having your first child. You were even surfing with a child, which to me seemed kind of crazy. (laughs) But I mean, I probably wouldn't be surfing half the waves you were surfing anyways. But I saw how you were doing that. And in competitions, you were taking a break. You were 
you know, nursing your child between turns that you were going. And now you have three children and I have now a four month old and I can't sleep and I am not a professional surfer who's traveling the world all the time. So how are you capable of doing these things? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think a lot of it's my mindset, but I definitely am a little sleep deprived the last five years. But yeah, I guess I think it stems from just a deep passion. Like for me, surfing is just something I love so much, but I also am driven by the health aspect and taking care of myself. And after having children, like I really wanted to keep my health a priority. So giving myself the time that I needed to get back in shape and get back in my sport. It's like the ocean's my place of like rest and being present and like a little break from the family. And then I get back to the fam and I'm ready to charge mom life. And, um, but I think all of us can find our, you know, our niches or the things that get us pumped to keep moving and, um, you know, just keep going for it. (laughs) I think your positive attitude is one of the more impressive things about you, because obviously you lost an arm in a shark attack in 2003. Uh, but you seem to, after that one, you were trying to get right back out there which is incredibly impressive. And two, you seem to almost dedicate your life to showing athletes like yourself who adaptive athletes that they can go on and people, you know, who don't have circumstances like that, that they can do things. And it was impressive to me to see how at, you know, 13, 14 year olds, you were traveling the world, doing all these media appearances and really inspiring so many people at such a young age. Yeah. You know, I think for me as a young woman and still to this day, my priority is being in the action, not necessarily like the limelight. Like I'm driven by my sport. I'm driven by pushing female surfing. I'm driven by to like overcome any like of my own doubts. Um, I'm not necessarily like paying attention to like what people may think of me and my sport, but Like I'm just driven by the action kind of thing. And then I think the rest just like follows and it's cool to be able to go and share my story because I think a lot of us, you know, a lot of people are hindered by their fear or they're hindered by their doubts or they're hindered by their differences. And I just want to remind people like, oh wait, I can do more than I think I can, or I can overcome my obstacles and I can still charge even with my differences. And there's a lot of like young children now coming up like that have limb difference or like physical setbacks, mental setbacks, and they're still charging in their sport. And I just think it's such a cool environment to be in. And it's healthy for all of us as people to like just cheer each other on and push each other in sports. And yesterday I did a comment. I was commentating on a woman's adaptive surfing heat down here in Oceanside, California at the Supergirl Pro. And it was awesome. There's six women out there charging with um, physical setbacks. One woman was blind. Um, There's a young girl who I inspired to like start surfing when she was a super grom. She was only five and she had been born with one arm and she was out there charging. And it was just so cool to see like they were rocking it in the ocean and half of us with all our limbs and everything functioning are like scared to get out there. And I'm like, these ladies are charging. It was so sick to see. And um, I wouldn't do half of the waves that I saw. I learned yesterday (laughs) that there's different types of waves, number one, which I didn't know. But I saw you surfing like 60 foot waves. I'm like, no, um, no, no, not for me. (laughs) 
I but think I'm there's a little fearful. bit of crazy in people like me that like to surf like the huge stuff and jaws and those sort of waves. And ever since I was young, I was super um, just pushed to surf bigger waves. Like I just loved it. I had that natural drive in me. Um, but doing it with one arm was definitely like totally different and Wait, really hard. <laughs> there's a wave called the Jaws wave. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound like a fun wave. The name suits the wave because it is like the hugest just mountain of a wave that would literally just like crush a house if it like broke on top of a house. And it was always like a dream of mine to surf that wave. So I toe surfed it and then I paddle surfed it. Um a few years back and that was part of my documentary unstoppable is just like sharing that journey of like kind of overcoming my fears and like pushing myself when i wasn't sure if i could even do it <laughs> bethany we had garrett mcnamara on obviously you know he's a surfing legend trying to surf the 100 foot wave out in portugal like what's the tallest wave that you've surfed so I surfed Jaws and it was about 40 foot. So it was pretty crazy, pretty big. I haven't done a hundred footer yet. Um, I'm familiar with Garrett though. And that wave in Portugal, Nazarene is insane. And there's a lot of guys out there that have that bit of crazy in them and they're going for it. And girls, there's a couple of girls charging too. So Jaws look yeah, like 200 feet to me, Bethany. <laughs> so like, if you want, feel free to tell 200 people 200 feet. foot wave. Yeah, I definitely looked like a little ant in the big scheme of things. <laughs> How do you get so you're you're encouraging people to get over their fear? How did you do that? How did you so quickly get back on the board after having your arm bitten off by a shark? I feel like that's a never enter the water again scenario for most people. Yeah. How do, what what when you do ha en encounter thoughts of fear, what's the thought after that? Yeah, it's interesting in surf with surfing in particular like Oddly enough, my fear of losing surfing was greater than my fear of sharks. Like, I just really love riding waves and to imagine my life without that moving forward was pretty scary. So I was really driven. Just I got a hint of hope from a friend who had lost his leg to a shark and he actually learned how to surf with one leg. And he had come to the hospital and talked with me. So I got that hint of hope, like maybe I can surf with one arm. So I just started in the baby waves where the sharks don't go and just like slowly built my confidence. And once I stood up on the board and rode to the beach, it was no turning back. Like I just knew I was going to be doing it for the rest of my life. And then eventually as I started to progress and actually get back to like normal surfing or nor my new normal of surfing um, with one arm, it was definitely, I had fears of sharks and I had to work through that and, I guess for me, it was just kind of facing it head on and getting out there. A lot of times I would go with a lot of friends. I would try to surf when it's really crowded and busy, try to stay focused on just catching as many waves as I could, kind of almost like avoiding the fear. But over time, I like it just kind of dissolved. And for the most part, I don't really like think about sharks. And I think if there's one thing you guys can do is like not watch the movies Jaws because they're just not good for your morale. And eventually I even went and swam with sharks um, a few different times. And they're, I think they're really beautiful creatures and they have their purpose in the ecosystem. And um, I don't really do like protective work for them, but I'm for like my friends. I have friends that do like protective work for sharks and um, yeah, it's cool to swim with them. They're really beautiful creatures. And for the most part, they're pretty 
non-aggressive. I just think we always like to highlight the drama in our society. It's like highlight the drama, like bring up all the crazy moments out there. But for the most part, like sharks are pretty like they're they want to get out of our zone. Bethany's with us on behalf of Degree Deodorant's Breaking Limits program. If you want more information, go to breaking-limits.org. Bethany, one of the things leading up to this interview um, that I was worried about is it being redundant because I feel like you get a lot of the same questions over and over again. You've been doing this for years now. What is one thing that you wish people would talk to you about that no one has or like a secret talent or like a show that you really are into but no one wants to ask you about? Because I feel like you get the same questions over and over again. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's a few things we could talk about. Um, are you guys watching The Ultimate Surfer? We are not. Should we be? Come on. It's on Hulu. It's so entertaining. It's like the... Um, oh, wait. Is that the one with the wave where they're at the wave park and they're trying yeah, to surf? The, so and they I, like, are trying to win 100K yes. and they're trying to win some slots on the World Surfing League Tour. So I've been nerding out on that. I think I would have smoked the girls in that competition, but... I don't want to be away from the family for a wow. month. <laughs> Do you see a lot of people like, yeah, I would destroy you. <laughs> but you but, can't say yeah. it because you're Bethany Hamilton. So you have to be nice to people. Diplomatic. I'm like randomly into like Bitcoin and crypto. I don't know if we should go there, but that's like one little thing. Dip right now. Buying the dips, buying the dips. Yeah. A little dip right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little dip. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm more of a long term. I'm all about the Bitcoin long term. It's going to it's. To the moon. <laughs> so this is going to be a ridiculous question, but with all the good that you've been able to do with everything that happened to you, um, is it something that you look back on and you obviously like wish it didn't happen or all the good that's come from it? You can almost say to yourself now, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I think either way, I would have lived life to the fullest, regardless of what happened. Um, and I would have pushed women surfing with one arm or with two arms. So it's been really a fun adventure. And I so think it was a bad question and you, and you wish it didn't happen. I I don't wish it didn't happen for the most part. Like, I, I think obviously that thought can come into your mind, but like the amount of beauty and good that has come from something that seems so awful um, has been really insane. And it's really cool. Like I've worked with Make-A-Wish kids for years now and, I know my film is played in hospitals a lot and like reminding children that they can overcome their struggles and their um, differences. And it's just been so much beauty has come from what seems like something so awful. And I think all of us could pull from that, like take our, our, you know, our setbacks and our obstacles and be overcomers and share our own journey with people around us. It doesn't have to be on the big scale or in a big movie, but we can all kind of put some good out there through our own experiences. Even you guys, like, <laughs> yeah, I just think like we're living in a time where like we need to just put good out there and be like cheering each other on regardless of our differences. Bethany, you've surfed all over the planet. Like what were the best waves? Oh my gosh. Well, Hawaii is pretty hard to beat, but I've spent a lot of time in Indonesia, which is probably one of my favorites. And Tahiti's crazy Ooh, too, yeah. which they're going to be having the Olympics in um, Tahiti in 2024. So that's going to be insane. Bethany, did you have a process in picking your actual surfboard? Yeah. So I work with like a shaper. He like 
modifies my boards to like, you know, I'll send him surf footage. He'll like send, like see what he can improve upon. He's like an artist. So he, you know, you see my board here. This is like my magic board right now. And it feels really good. And so I'll like just kind of give him feedback and then he'll shape me more boards. And then we splash some color in there to make it fun. And I do have a handle here. I use it for like duck diving. I don't like need it, but it's nice when the surf's bigger because sometimes the board can get like thrashed underwater and then hit you in the face. I've been hit a few times. So yeah, but boards are an art and it's like to each surfer, they're all, we're always on the hunt for our next like magic board because eventually they die and like lose their like sparkle and then we got to like move on and get a new board. <laughs> so Bethany, all of us are from Miami and we obviously don't have waves that are surfable to that level. Um, this may be a dumb question, but like, how do you stay on the board? Right, like I, I know there's a wax involved of some kind, but like, how do you like stay on the board and not get wet and fall off? <laughs> it's the wax. So you got the wax, and then like the body balancing. So, have you ever done like slackline? No, we haven't done any of that. Slackline's horrible. It's so hard. <laughs> um, but ultimately, just being able to balance. But then you have the whole ocean moving, and it's it's just something that comes with experience like you get better and better but anytime you get on a surfboard like if you guys if I was to take you guys out surfing I would get like a nine foot ten foot long board and get you some little baby waves and just build your confidence and like then that. take you out yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> Bethany as someone who I mentioned to you earlier I'm a big fan of Amazing Race uh, I was rooting for you and Adam I wanted your advice on this because I applied for the show I obviously didn't get on it but I'm starting to think I'm not one that likes to travel. So I feel like maybe the show's not for me, even though I like the show. And I feel like I've seen the world like through all of the contestants. Flying, I'm not very big on. So like, do you think I should continue pursuing this or like kind of let it go? Um, well, I think you could handle like a month of like some crazy travel maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Cause it's only like a couple weeks, right? It's like three weeks to a month. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I can get it out of my system. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like the, the hard part is like, you got to come up with like a personality or like your mm. niche, like your partner and you either got to be like high drama or have some sort of niche. Okay. So I get what you're saying here. Like you want to help Adam me come up with I this. Were like, Adam and I almost didn't make the cut because we weren't like drama enough. Like we were too like nice to each other and like they don't want that so almost if you can like so i'm married i'm married should i make it seem like i'm on the verge of divorce Whoa. and the only way i get on this show like this will save my marriage if we do this together you can Even be like yeah true. we're we're not sure about our relationship we're gonna go on our final honeymoon see if we can survive this together. things are a little like, shaky we that. think let's go into really high be a bit shady if you're lying but like <laughs> well I mean, ah, don't worry about that. But is it? Ah, but hold on a second. Right, is it, right, right, wait, right, wait, right. wait. Is it worse on me lying about my marriage maybe coming to an end if I don't get on Amazing Race, or Amazing Race saying, "Listen, we're only going to cast you if your marriage is going to fall apart on this show." <laughs> yeah, you just basically you got to create some sort of drama and like niche to your like your filmer story. Because I had actually tried out with one of my best friends and we didn't get a call back. So. Even I had a hard time. So hmm. they're like pretty tight with their, um, what do you call casting? Yeah. Now I'm thinking. It was really hard too. Like it was hard. Um, 
I dang, like the dang though, like if Adam had done the second to last challenge or if I had done the second to last challenge and then Adam did the final challenge, I think we would have won, but it was like the final challenge was like all my weak spots combined yeah. into one challenge and like my memory and like my strategy. I was like, I got to the challenge 10 minutes in. I was like, okay, my goal is to finish the race, not not even win. It was so hard. Don't get me started on Amy and Maya. Very nice, but they didn't oh, win a single gosh, leg all season. They should not have been no, in the final. They like saying. got a walkthrough mm-hmm. to the final. They never even won a challenge. They they should not have been there. But they were really nice, and they gave me shoes because I had lost my shoes like the first round. So I did like them. I just like also didn't think like they deserved to be there. Yeah, they were jerks. You said it, not me. Bethany's with us <laughs> on behalf of Degrees Deodorant Breaking Limits Program. Bethany, on the way out, tell us what you're doing. Yeah, so Degree is launching a really cool campaign, just trying to get more people moving, especially people with differences. I'm all about adapting in life, especially in the fitness industry, making it more of a welcoming environment for all and um, just creating spaces where people feel like they're welcome and they don't have to be uh, afraid of judgment. So I love what Degree's got going on and I'm cheering all of you listening today to keep moving, stay healthy and yeah, just overcome your fears and um, know that you can be an overcomer too. Thanks so much, Bethany, for joining us today. Aloha, guys. So, Billy, what if you and I went on the amazing race and I was the one who was telling you, ah, don't be afraid of flying. Statistics say that you you have a one in 47,000 chance of dying on this flight. Hmm. You were just like the, like I, I was the, the straight shooter. St- the, the stability. Would be- I, w- I wouldn't, I would tell you, you know, stop, stop fearing, stop yeah. worrying. We're going to get this done. I feel like as a team, you'd probably be handling like the logistics of it, mm. right? Like the navigating, all of that stuff. But then it's like, I'm not one to just say, let's jump out of an airplane, you know? So I don't really know what I'm bringing to the table in this You have to jump out of an airplane? I've never watched The Amazing Race. Well, they have all kinds of things. You have to do bungee jumps. Sometimes you have to swing off like this giant rope. I guess like my way of uh, assuaging your fears would be Hmm. to say, well, has anyone ever died on the show before? No. Would they they ever record someone's death? (laughs) So that's the thing, right? I've always thought if I'm going to do these crazy things, I might as well do them on a TV show because I figure under incredible supervision where it's probably the safest because they're not going to want to accidentally kill a contestant on any of these shows. Right. So that would be the safest way to do any of these things. Or you could sue. Well, I'd be dead. Well, your family, your estate. Yeah. The estate of Billy Gill. Yeah. But selfishly. Um, you don't want to die? I don't want to die. Uh, yeah. Don't you sign a waiver, probably? Uh, I feel like those you can get. No, I mean... You can get around you that. Can't, yeah. You can't sign a waiver and then be killed and then the show not be held responsible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shows can't be like, hey, you're, you're agreeing to do this show. Mm. You may we're, die. We're not held responsible for anything that happens. For you oh. dying? Maybe, maybe injury. Injury or sickness. I think death is probably another level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you sign a thing, but still, I think also, there's Also, are, are, are we going to address the fact that Chris basically asked Bethany Hamilton if getting eaten by a shark was a good thing? And she said, was good yeah. for the brand. Yeah, yeah that's it, basically yeah. And, and, and right before we spoke about it, we're like, maybe let's not do something like that. And you don't what, right. ask her a question that is actually interesting? <laughs> I mean, uh, wow. Okay. I'm just saying, we're just giving her like softballs. I mean, like, you got to ask her something. Like, you know, like, ask her something we're interested in. Right. Hmm. 
I was interested in. I, I thought I, I will say a credit to you as an interviewer. Oh, she, a she answered. Like, you she, you handled that question very delicately. You, you asked could have the said, tough questions. And yes. you could have said. Too. You could have said. And she essentially said she wouldn't have like you know she didn't say like that's a dumb question. I would prefer my arm. She was like you know yeah, but she thought about she's it. Polite. Remarkable serenity to still have an affinity for sharks after all that. Yeah. I feel like I'd want to kill all of them after that. Wow. Yeah, make them extinct. Yeah. You almost killed me. I lost six. According to the briefing that Chris handed us, lost sixty percent of her blood when yeah. her arm was. Yeah, off. that's tough. And you're like, oh, sharks—they're misunderstood. I feel like if my arm was bitten off by a shark, I would perfectly understand what sharks are about. Right. She's such a badass. Yeah. Yeah. I get upset when I get like a paper cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or when you bite your nail too deep. Oh, the worst when you bite your nail too deep. Oh, you stub your toe. Nothing or, like yeah. that pain. You think you're biting a nice amount, and then that like you guys are. But you guys are all biters. You guys are all biters. Oh yeah, man. Well, no, no. not all the time. No, yeah. just no. sometimes. I'm I'm got the look. The clipper. Yeah, the clipper. I like a. I like a hand. I like a finger. Ooh, no, the finger's not a pull. Not for but, me, Cliff. or, or no, in most the, times the, the nail clipper, hurts. but the biting, the biting always felt inefficient to me. Mm. You're not actually. Like, well, I don't take, think it's it about efficiency. It's not like yeah. let me manicure my fingers with biting them. Yeah, you know, one thing I would I was interested in asking what when she said that she lost her shoes. How how does she tie her shoes with one hand? Because mm. like that's a that's a right two hand job. strap would probably be good for her. Yeah, that, right? but I'm saying if oh slip ons. Yeah. Ooh, toms. But what if you got to do something athletic? Those aren't the best for ankle support. No, I couldn't believe that she was she was not happy with the winners of her season. I mean, can you imagine all the grudge there, huh? She it looks like she came in third place. Is that what I'm looking? Yeah, at? she came in third. Final episode. But. I mean, that's a hell of a run for anybody. Top three. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think all if right. you could get on, you'd be top three? No. Exactly. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. Good, Good parade. Man. All right, boys. Roy, Roy had to mic. push. Yeah, Roy had to push the mic. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. that was very subtle, down, Roy. Like, Talk into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have to wrap up? We should wrap, right? I don't know. Just I've... do the thing. Like that'll do it for this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing, Chris. That'll do it for this edition of Mystery Crate. Today on the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Godsfeed, we have a full football Friday for you where we have a celebrity prognosticator with Chris Jericho. Also an episode of God Bless Football. Oh, yeah. Also, please listen to Cinephile. For the love of God, please. Download it in general. Thank you. You don't even have to listen. Just download it. Five stars. click on it. Subscribe. No, it is a good listen. I want to encourage the listeners to listen. Yes. Because that is a really fun podcast. Thank you. I listened on my way into the Thursday Levitard Show. Mm. And it was really fun. It was just the sun was out. It was a nice morning, and I enjoyed hanging out with my pals Chris and Adnan talking about movies. And Adnan is a sneaky working blue kind of guy. We talked yes. about earlier in this week. Oh, like he, wow. he doesn't okay. have an episode of Cinephile without working in a little blue, and yeah, I like okay. it because I didn't. You don't think at you think Adnan, world's nicest man, yeah. professional, the man, up. straight shooter. The man is a pervert. <laughs> Also, check out Stupidity. <laughs> check out Southbeat Sessions. Check out what else we got here in the Levitard. Check out Mystery Crate. Right. Oh, yeah, uh, previous yeah. The show that you Pre- just listened to. Yeah, previous yeah. episode of Mystery yeah. Crate. Also, Tony does a remarkable job working on the Levitard and Friends YouTube channel. That's Subscribe true. to yes, that. please. Wherever you get videos. And that'll do it for this week of Mystery Crate. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.
The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer.